This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from Las Vegas, home of Super Bowl 58. Today's guests, Broncos head coach Sean Payton, comedian and actor Sebastian Maniscalco, Super Bowl champions Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman, comedians Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, eight-time entertainer of the year Kenny Chesney, NFL on Fox analyst Greg Olson, ESPN broadcasting legend Chris Berman. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, baby, are you in for a three-hour ride right here on the Rich Eisen Show live on the Roku channel from Las Vegas at the TurboTax studio. We say hello to everybody out there watching here two days before Super Bowl 58 and say hello to our Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio listening audience coast to coast. We also say hello to those listening on Sirius XM Odyssey and our podcast, all three hours available through the Cumulus Podcast Network. There's a lot of people to say hello to also stopping by our studio here today. When I say buckle up for the next three hours, I truly mean it. Sean Payton <laughs> is going to join us first up in our studio. Super Bowl winning head coach from the New Orleans Saints back in the day, now with the Denver Broncos. He gets up. Sebastian Maniscalco sits down, one of our favorite guests. He's playing to win here this week. We figured let's get a whole bunch of laughs in. So we'll get Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski kicking off our number two together. They get up and in those two seats, uh, we turn our uh, our show into one cave with two bears. <laughs> Bert Kreischer <laughs> and Tom Segura will sit down in those seats and they'll get up. An eight-time entertainer of the year, Kenny Chesney, will join us to wrap up our number two. And then Greg Olson and the Schwamm will wrap it all up. Greg Olson and Chris Berman here on this Super Bowl Friday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. And Kevin Stefanski, the uh, coach of the year, he won last night. He's about to call into the show, and we will offer him congratulations. I'm going to give you my top five MVP candidates for Super Bowl 58. And then at the end of the show, we've got to make our picks, Chris Brockman. We got to make our yes, picks, TJ Jefferson. Yes, indeed. Mike Deal, two for you. Just got to sit there and look pretty. <laughs> okay. I can do that, Rich. Although, hey, heck of a two shot on your Instagram feed, brother. Hey, Thank you, Rich. What oh, a night for uh, oh. Mike Del Tufo had the honors of the night, apparently, yes. last night. Hey. Wherever the heck he was. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Uh, but look, his, his party was different than the party me and Chris went to. <laughs> Very good. Well, you, went, you guys went to the New Heights party. We did. Right? We, we did. We represented. Um, well, at any rate, uh, lots to talk about here on our show today, uh, including <clears throat> what we saw at NFL Honors last night. And um, Lamar Jackson becoming a two-time MVP. Yep. Deserving. As I Not surprising. 49 first-place votes for him. He had 49 first-place votes. Uh, the Offensive player of the year. I thought it was Christian McCaffrey all, all year long. And not only did he win it, he showed up for it. Did you see? He actually. I, I did, and I was pretty surprised. Were you surprised? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, they must have, you know, opened up the envelope. And shown oh, that. Did you get a heads up and like, hey, uh, you got a hall pass? Yeah, you want to show up to this? I just remember a couple of years ago, Joe Burrow won and was on Zoom, was on uh, remote. Right. Uh, uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, when uh, when Andrew Whitworth collected it, he showed up in person as well yeah, there that's true. in, in right. LA. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, uh, but he, this gentleman could not be there in person. He's, uh, I'm assuming, uh, calling in right now from Cleveland, Ohio, or Berea, wherever the. Uh, 
uh, Cleveland Browns head coach, now two-time coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, joining us on the phone here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Coach? I'm good, Rich. How are you, buddy? Hey, man. Congratulations. I appreciate it. Uh, as you know, it's, it's, I'm, a, I'm humbled, and, and you know, you're, you feel great about these things because it reflects so much on the people around you. So it's an opportunity for me to talk about our coaching staff, our players, uh, and really our whole operation in Berea. Well, I mean, part of part of the reason why I believe you got this award, Coach, is um, obviously the number of wins. That That's helpful in making the playoffs. That is also helpful. But the way that you and your staff did somehow navigate f five different starting quarterbacks, four of them in games that, you know, were, were one would say, um, uh, necessary for you to make the playoffs the last one you were arresting your team. How were you able to negotiate the season with so many different changes at the most important position? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great word, navigate, because it, it felt like that uh, a bunch this season and taking twists and turns. And, you know, you never know. Preseason, I tell the coaches all the time, we have no idea what's coming at us. There's just <laughs> going to be something that's coming. And a lot of times it's injuries. And, and I think back to, you know, week one, we lose Jack Conklin, our starting tackle. Week two, we lose Nick Chubb, you know, our, our all-world running back. And, you know, what I got from our coaches and from our players is nobody blinked. Uh, they were a bunch of problem solvers. And, and that's what I challenge the coaches week in and week out is how do we win this game? And, and when you say that, you're talking about who's available to you that week. And, uh, you know, the, the, the different quarterbacks, that, that was different. And, uh, you know, credit to our coaches and credit to those players because you have to – evolve as an offense when you're going from you know Deshaun and some of the things you're doing with Deshaun and obviously you go to Joe you're, you're going to change what you do because you're trying to play to the strengths of your players so uh, that was uh, all credit goes to that coaching staff and the players. How does, how does one uh, in your position keep the next man up mentality and the competition behind the scenes as intense as it probably needs to be and keep everyone together how, how, do, how, does, how does one create that environment? Well, it is so cliche, Rich, next man up. Uh, we try to live it by making sure that that next man stays ready so they don't have to get ready. Uh, we look at everybody as a starter, and we have our coaches, you know, you got to develop the third guy on the depth chart because number three becomes number one pretty quickly in the NFL. So uh, it's really being intentional about developing our guys, being intentional from our player standpoint of never thinking that they're, you know, hey, this is I'm a rookie. It's a redshirt season. That really doesn't exist in the NFL. So, the mentality in our building is always to stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. And uh, obviously, it is helpful to have, say, a defensive player of the year and comeback player of the year on your roster, as well. Um, what was your perspective of watching Miles Garrett do what he did this season? Yeah, I'm a better coach with Miles Garrett on the field, <laughs> if, if you can believe it. You yes. know, I, well, for me, I have the best seat in the house. I, I get to, uh, when we're on defense, uh, I'm watching Jim Schwartz operate, and then I'm watching Miles go to work. And I've seen it for four years uh, up close to see how he is on Sundays, and I know our fans in the NFL world have seen it. Uh, I really believe Miles took a step this past season in terms of, how hard he works, how he leads this football team, was elected captain by the team, and just to see him go and how he operated. And when we needed a play, he was making a play. You know, we talked earlier about that Indianapolis game. We go to Indy, he's blocking field goals, he's getting safeties. I mean, it was incredible. It was like a, 
you, you don't often see a guy take over a game when they're a defensive player, and, and he took over games. Uh, and I can speak from an offensive coach's perspective. When you're game planning, everything you do is trying to make sure Miles Garrett doesn't wreck the game, and he still wrecked games. And I think that's why he's more than deserving uh, to be Defensive Player of the Year. Kevin Stefanski, the now two-time NFL Coach of the Year, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show live before the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. What was your conversation with Joe Flacco like when you first picked up the phone and he's looking down and he's trying to figure out what that area code might be on his phone and, <laughs> and then he, and then we saw what happened. What was that conversation like? Well, the first thing that comes to mind with that conversation, Rich, is Joe is from South Jersey, just outside of Philly. I'm from Philly. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to Joe, I'm hearing the Philly accent. <laughs> and I felt like I was talking to a cousin or a brother or a guy I went to high school with. Uh, and then we bring him in, and same idea, uh, just talking to him. He has that, that Audubon, New Jersey, that accent has not left him. Um, so, and he's, Joe's, a, Joe's a pro's pro, man. You know, he, when we first signed him, it's, it wasn't a foregone conclusion that he was going to be our starter. He was kind of, he was on our practice squad. Uh, and we just felt like we needed depth there, and then sure enough had some injuries. And he's in there, but man, that that guy—the way he prepares, the way he is around the building, in the locker room—gives his teammates such great confidence. Because there is an air of "I've been there, I've done that," a Super Bowl winner. Uh, so it was fun again for me to be a part of that and just watch him operate. Uh, and then before I let you go here, Coach, you you mentioned how you felt like uh, it sounded like you were talking to a family member um, when you were talking to Flacco. I I I know your dad's name is Ed. I don't believe any of your kids are named Steve. Did you get confused when the award was announced for Steven Stefanski uh, on Thursday night? Did that hit well, you? Well, the, the, the truth is, Rich, my cousin Steve had a great night last night. <laughs> his, his, phone, his phone was blowing up, and, he call, and we called him right away. And, and his words, he literally picked up the phone, and he says to me, I did it. Hard work pays off. <laughs> so wait a minute. You do have a cousin named Steve that Stefanski? That is amazing. You do? Oh, yeah. Steve Stefanski and Phil. You know what, Rich? I'll get, if That's you awesome. want, I, I could merge Steve onto this call if you want, if we have time. You know what? I, I was told he was not available last night to, to accept. Um, but that that had to talk about a curveball. But, hey, it's all the Stefanskis won last night. You know what I mean? I love it. That's right. And, and I, I won't, whatever show that actor was promoting, I, I'm not watching it. <laughs> Wow. You're, you're not available either. Wow. Okay. <laughs> hey, you stand on principle, coach. That's why you're a two-time coach of the year. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you got to stand for something. Hey, Ed, congrats, congrats again. You deserved it, brother. I appreciate it, Rich. Thanks for taking the time to call into this show today. Enjoy it. All right. Have a great day, guys. Right back at you. That's the two-time coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, oh, cousin of Steve Stefanski. <laughs> a real guy. Let me just hit this before we get to our, our uh, the top five. Because uh, the conversation is around the Comeback Player of the Year award being awarded to Joe Flacco. And DeMar Hamlin was sitting there um, in the audience, and he did not win. And the, the conversation that is surrounding it um, is, for one way to put it, unfortunate. Because Joe Flacco did nothing except try his best, try his hardest, and make the most of an opportunity that nobody thought was coming. I'm sure he didn't think it was coming. I'm sure his wife, who Flacco um, mentioned in his speech, and I thought that was beautiful when he mentioned how his wife was the one who was holding down the fort while he was 
you know, as a pushing 40-year-old with kids in the house saying, I'm, I'm going to go try it one more time with the Cleveland Browns. And then he was so remarkable in his gig and it, under the construct of giving the award out, which I always thought was for somebody coming back from an injury, coming back from any health-related problem, um, now that we are giving it now two years in a row to quarterbacks that are coming back from, in the case of Geno Smith, lack of opportunities, or in this case with Joe Flacco from the couch, it is a deserving award for Joe Flacco. What an incredible performance he had for Cleveland. But this award, I think, should be for people coming back from an injury or a health-related problem. And DeMar Hamlin came back, just to put it as bluntly as possible, from being dead. How, how in the world is this not the most remarkable comeback? And I understand he did not have an integral role on the Buffalo Bills defense, but he was on the 53-man roster. So the way through this, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this can still happen, is you name the award after DeMar Hamlin, and in so doing, you still commemorate and celebrate the hard work of the first responders who resuscitated this man and allowed him to come back and play football and still play football. And we saw him because the, the American Heart Association set is directly to right. our right here. We saw him yesterday and people were saying, you know, hey, great to see you, congratulations and things of that nature. And he kept saying, my story is not yet written. It is not yet over. And the fact that that is the case is a remarkable comeback for DeMar Hamlin to still continue to mount. So that's the way I think if you name it after DeMar Hamlin, then I guess you could give it to somebody who's coming back from a lack of opportunity or sitting at home. And I wanted to just say that because there's so much of this conversation could, could be construed as what Joe Flacco did wasn't worthy of an award, wasn't worthy of recognition. It is. I just don't understand when we pivoted to give the Comeback Player of the Year award to people who are not coming back from a season that was marred due to injury or in the case of DeMar Hamlin, a season that ended with him being resuscitated on a football field. My two cents on that subject matter. Before Sean Payton comes, let's turn to the subject of Super Bowl 58 one time before we start turning to our attention to all of our guests. It's time for the top five big game MVP candidates presented by BMW. Hit it. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. All right. This is kind of a simple list. I'll be straight up with you here. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, number five on this list is a guy who can run it. He can catch it. And heaven forbid this guy actually throws a touchdown pass. It once got Heinz Ward an MVP in the Super Bowl. How about Debo Samuel being number five on this list for the San Francisco 49ers? The jack of all trades. Debo can do it all. And if he does it all on Sunday afternoon here in Vegas and early evening, he might take home the hardware for the San Francisco 49ers and himself as the MVP of the big game. Number four on the list is a guy who was targeted 11 times in the AFC Championship game and caught all 11 <laughs> footballs. And let's just say Mahomes doesn't complete many other passes to many other people, and it's Kelsey the only one who scores touchdowns in this game, and he somehow, someway does it again. Travis Kelsey could be the MVP of Super Bowl 58 just as easily as anybody else who catches passes on that field. 
on Sunday. Number three on this list is the offensive player of the year. Could Christian McCaffrey have a multiple touchdown game himself? And also, not just on the ground, but in the air. Could he be the guy who takes the 49ers offense under his supervision and takes the 49ers to the podium and then himself getting the MVP award? Number two on my top five big game MVP candidates presented by BMW. Got to go quarterbacks here. Have to. And you got to go Brock Purdy, number two overall. The Brock star uh, has had games this year with passer ratings of a north of 140 and he's had multiple passing touchdown games with no mistakes and if he can run it too brock purdy can easily be the mvp of the big game and number one we all know is a man in whose world we're all paying rent patrick mahomes number one on the list he's already won this award twice can he make it three for three in super bowl victories that would be amazing and mvp awards in those victories and that's my top five list right here hit it mike go ahead We'll, all right, we'll get one more. Here we go. Uh, if it is defense, you know, this has happened in the past. We've had defensive. Malcolm Smith, I believe, is the last defensive player to win the uh, MVP award of the uh, Super Bowl. Von Miller, I think. Von Miller. Oh, that's right. Then Super Bowl 50. After, right? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Thank you. So it's been a while. Uh, it's been eight years since that's happened. So I'll give you one from each team. So I'll give you one more, but two names just to keep you all straight on this. <laughs> uh, I will go if it's the 49ers. I'm going to go Fred Warner is a guy who nice. might shut things down. A tip ball might wind up in the hands of this uh, unanimous all-pro linebacker. He is the heartbeat in the middle. And might it be also fitting that he would win the MVP in a week in which Patrick Willis is named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame from the San Francisco 49ers. And if it's the... Kansas City Chiefs, I almost went Legereus Sneed. Maybe he picks a couple off from Brock Purdy, but I'll go Chris Jones. I'll say the guy who shoved Deion Dawkins into the foot space of Josh Allen, saving the Chiefs from losing the lead potentially late in the AFC divisional round. I'll say Chris Jones would be my candidate for being a defensive MVP for Super Bowl 58. And that was the top five big game MVP candidates presented by BMW. The all, know B the all new BMW 5 Series is the real deal, folks. Know who else is the real deal? Christopher Walken. BMW is challenging you to show off your best Walken impression with the hashtag Talking Like Walken challenge on TikTok. Join in on the fun this week and keep an eye out for BMW during the big game Sunday. And I believe that uh, ultimate driving machine needs more cowbell. <laughs> if I may say so. Well done. Man. Bruce Dickinson. The. Puts, oh. his, puts his pants on one leg at a time. The Bruce Dickinson. The Bruce, pardon me. The Bruce Dickinson. And the coach of the Denver Broncos, Sean Payton, is going to kick off our 100% fantastic guest list here on the Friday before the Super Bowl, live on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, look who's here as the head coach of the Denver Broncos and a Super Bowl champ head coach from his days in New Orleans, courtesy of Zebra Technologies. Sean Payton is here. Good to see you, brother. Good seeing you. I'm excited. I, uh, every year we do this, the set gets better. Thanks, and man. I'm, I'm looking up here. It's yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco. And yeah. He's from Arlington Heights, Illinois. I'm from Naperville. So your neighbors, right? Kind of. Kind of? Okay. Yeah, Naperville. Kinda. And uh, did you just say that you're seeing him? Saturday night, I'm seeing him. And so, like, but I just finished paying full price. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> if I had known. Taxes the whole nine. Just, just you know, went on StubHub. Yeah, gotcha. And, and so, in, you know, here it is anyway. Yeah, I know. Well, he's going to come out shortly you're going to be able to hear him before we see you're him you're going to see yeah you could and then <laughs> you could say to him you know hey uh if i return these can i get yeah, it, 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 i mean a little yeah, something I, I, no it'll be it'll be kind of cool he's so him, funny right he is so he's brilliant. absolutely i mean and that's what i love about you know uh the super bowl here in vegas you can see a show you can get a dinner and by the way the reservations are are not insane to get this is going to be this will be on the regular rotation yeah Right, I think so. This will be right there with Miami, New Orleans. You know, some of those other cities yes, that right. you'll say, "Hey," because honestly, there's some cities this game goes to, and you're like, "What are we doing here?" <laughs> but this is this is one of them that this will be a rotational city. Yeah, there's no question. This is not one of those cities saying, "What are we doing here?" Or, or what you're saying instead is, "How the hell did we get here?" I never yeah, thought I, we'd I, be I, here. How did this happen? <laughs> Which is said a lot in Las Vegas, by the way, for a lot of people. Uh, I got Sean Payton here on uh, on our Roku channel show. We're about to be rejoined by our radio audience. Then Sebastian Maniscalco. Who else are you seeing? Anybody else? Are you going to see Kreischer and Segura? Because no, they're coming up too. just Sebastian. That's it. Okay, fantastic. Just him. Sean Payton is here. I'm back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by as the head coach of the Denver Broncos, courtesy of Zebra Technologies, Super Bowl winner himself, Sean Payton. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you here. It's great being here. Thanks, pal. Um, it's exciting. It is. You could f actually feel the energy in this town right now. I think now, so. I, I think 
And the interesting thing is, you know, late, the week leading up to this game, mm -hmm. Network will run the feed starting with Super Bowl one, mm -hmm. two, three, and those games just run over and over. And, and the thing I remember the year we were playing in this game, the week prior, you know, being in Miami, you get to your room and it's <clears throat> it's quiet. Yeah. It just put and you'd be like turning into what would be the Rams versus the Titans or whatever game was on. Yeah. And you recognized the um, the significance of that one game and result that it would, would always be the same. And and so these guys just played not too long ago in this game and uh, and here, you know, here we are back watching them. You're jealous. That's the true feeling. You know, you don't want to stay for the game. You go home and watch it. But you do come away, you know, that much more motivated to chase this thing again. What made you go on sides the Super Bowl 44 to kick off that second half, Sean? Um, I, look, Parcells had, has a, had a big impact on my career. Hell yeah. Um, and it really was more of a fake pun idea that you got to steal a possession. Manning was playing really well. Their offense was playing really well. And he, he had done that in a championship game against Montana in Candlestick. The Giants were a heavy underdog. That, that's the year they had Hostetler. Sims was hurt. And they upset the 49ers in San Fran. And then they upset the Bills wide right. And he had just talked about stealing a possession. And... Uh, yeah, so I mean, it, that that's how that initial thought began. The bye week, you know, you have your bonus week. Our special teams coaches, Greg McMahon, and um, that that whole group came to me like there's too many looks with the punt fake, mm -hmm. but we've got this other idea, and, and so it was that whole onside kick idea. Morstead was a rookie, and the biggest mistake I made in that game. It's a half an hour, 35-minute halftime, and I had told Thomas we were going to do that like four minutes into halftime. So that's when you decided we're going to do this? Yeah. Okay. Because we, we were kicking off, and the momentum really was all in the Colts' favor in the first half. Yeah. And so the who was playing. I can remember, you know, you, you're hearing the music. But I told him too early. He had to sit on that. Like he had to sit on that for 30 minutes, and Damn. That, that was wow. that was. But you had to sit on it too for 30 minutes. But I didn't right? have to kick it. He did. No, I understand <laughs> that. But did you, in the 30 minutes, think what, what we I, did I, about pulling that? What back, we did or? was, no. Okay. I, I told the defense, "Be ready. You might have a short field." Okay. And and when you really look at this for a second, like Peyton was rolling, right? Yeah. And so let's say the recovery area is the 40. I mean, that's two completed passes by him mm -hmm. with a normal kickoff. Um, and then we put together, it's the one game where you come out of your pads. You know, normally you have eight minutes. In this game, you have 30. Yeah. You come out of your pads, you get dry shirts on, the players do. Um, there's food, there's, you know, it's, it's a long halftime. And um, we actually put in another eight plays to open the second half. And we put those starters, those plays in, mm -hmm on the left hash first 40 yard line with the idea we're recovering. Play one is this, play two is this, play three is this, play four is this, and I believe play five, mm -hmm. we score on the screen to Pierre and went right in order. Wow. And um, it doesn't happen that way that often. No. <laughs> no, it but it got back to Bill's 
Bill's feeling and and look, how do we how do we change the momentum? I, I think there was like an hour and ten minutes took place between the last time Peyton had a snap. We had the ball to finish the second quarter. All right. We recover. We go down and score. And by the time he took another snap, I think an hour had gone by. Damn. Is it entirely possible that when you made this decision, Sean Payton, hearing the who, that the song was We Won't Get Fooled Again when you came up with this? I, Is that possible? I, I, I want to say it was Pinball Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sean Payton here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, and when I saw the Chiefs and called the game in, in Germany against M Miami, they were pissed because they had just lost to you. And they are not used to losing in division and they were pissed they were talking about how practices were rough and they were just ornery because you took care of business against them what were you able to affect that you think the Niners can mimic yeah in any way, look, shape, or I think form? it's it's a good question um, the uniqueness of that game mm -hmm. was you know every once in a while you use analytics and so when teams go on the road prior to Europe. So it doesn't happen a lot. A lot of times you have a home game before you go to Europe. But on the road before London, on the road before Germany, um, that record prior to the road trip is like 2-14. and 14. And why is that? Well, you're, you're, you're going on the road and then you're going right from there to the, and so the, the, the travel of the next game yeah takes precedent and the oh, the restaurant reserve we're going to be in London can we the distractions we're going on the road and then we're going to Europe and I remember talking to our players about look um, here's what the numbers suggest it's a tough it's a tough game to play in and I was a part of that you know we went to Carolina before we'd always go play in London and we lost in Carolina and so now I want you to flash forward to where they're at now I think we're seeing a team in Kansas City that's really hot. I think one of the more understated strengths of this postseason has been their defense. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're playing really good defense. And just think of their journey. They have the Miami game, obviously the cold weather game. On the road to play a real good Buffalo team and a win. On the road to play arguably one of the best teams in our league, Baltimore, and get a win. And on the other side of this, we're seeing a 49er team that's not playing their best right now. I mean, sure, they, you can make that case easily. They sure. they at some point in the year were, but beat Green Bay, um, come back and 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 show enough grit and and beat um, Detroit. So, I think from Kyle's perspective, you know, he'll play on that. Like, hey, you know, this is this is what it looked like. We got to be better than that. We got our best football ahead of us. But I I think. Uh, in Kansas City's case, I think Spags has done a great job. I, I think defensively they've been – a lot was made of what Baltimore didn't do offensively. But if you really paid close attention to that game, the time of possession – I mean, they couldn't get Kansas City's offense off the field right. at first drive. And so when you have a time of possession tilt that significant, you're not going to have the rushing attempts. You're not going to have the first downs. Um and I think uh, I think you're getting a hot team right now. So you think Kansas City will take this? Uh, look, my, my coaching points when I came on these shows this morning yes, was sir. that you cannot. Don't, like, don't do it. Don't, don't you cannot, go in that like, direction. 
recommend a game or any of that. And then certainly they're a division opponent. Yeah, right. Um, and so, but I do think you're seeing a hot team and then you're seeing a team. Uh, obviously, the people that do it for a living, yeah. the Vegas bookmen, you know, yeah. they kind of see this in, in a much different way. And, and that's, they're the experts. Sean Payton here, courtesy of Zebra Technologies. Before we get to that dot that you put on the desk right here, what is your plan at uh, quarterback for 2024? Great question. Thank you. Um, you know what's interesting is, so already there's stories of us, us trading up, trading down, drafting this, drafting that. Our first scouting meetings, we call it the front board meetings, they begin Monday. Okay. I couldn't tell you the jersey number of any of these college players. And so any, anything that's been written relative to that process begins for us Monday. Um, there's a puzzle. The board flips for all of us. We flip it back. All the pieces are scrambled around. Quarterback's one of them. Um, we have our musts, our needs, and our wants. Can we, can we find that in free agency? Can we find it in the draft? We pick 12th, um, or is it in the building? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that includes Russ. That, that discussion has to include Russ. And I think there's this presumption that um, he's not going to be part of the plan, and I recognize why that exists. And yet, as we look closely, because he, here's the thing we got to be careful about. If you just jump on the NFL train, then you're like, well, there's six quarterbacks. Take one of them. You know, take Joey Harrington, not Julius Peppers. Mm -hmm. Right? John Fox, Ernie Accorsi. you got to take Harrington. No, you don't. And th this idea that the NFL bus tells us here are the guys when you and I and all of us know there's only going to be one or two of those guys that we hit on. Yeah. So do we love one in the draft? I, I can't tell you that because we haven't seen him yet. Is there someone to hold the fort currently in our league or possibly a young player in our league that maybe is waiting to excel and and in the right situation. We've seen that happen, right? Mm -hmm. Get the right fit. I mean, Baker Mayfield this year had a great season. So, and then also Russell Wilson, Jared Stidham, players that are on our team right now. That puzzle, like we just flipped the board. And uh, and I think it's our job to really look closely at it and, and listen to the train, but not get on that train. Well, the, a lot of feet. The train's already left the station because you sat Russ, you know, to end the season. And that and that indicates where you're well, going. It, correct. But he and I have a great relationship and I he wants to be back. Mm -hmm. And so that means something. Um, but we'll see. Sean Payton here on the Rich Eisen show, courtesy of Zebra. What is this? Uh, what I, I think it's, I know what it, this is. Look, we've done this 10 years now. This is the year 10 for Zebra. Next gen mm -hmm. stats um, came into our league 10 years ago. Miles per hour, Tyreek Hill, 22. Mm -hmm. um, all the information that we're gathering now really starts with this little chip that's put in the shoulder pads. It's, it's not on top of the shoulder, right? It's, it's like right, right there. Dug in. Okay. Right. Yeah. And there's two of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to outline the field, right? You mm -hmm. have to put a, just like you would in your backyard if you had a dog with an invisible, you have to have a field. Sure. And then when this enters the field, we get the data. Um, what do you do with that? Do you really? Well, I mean, for me, it was injury. It still is soft tissue. Uh huh. Like, it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to back off practice today. What does that mean? 
<laughs> but receivers are six and a half miles of practice generally. And then I've got Brandon Cooks is at eight and a half. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, why is he overtraining? And so we get a little bit more specific relative to their distance traveled, how fast they're traveling, and in trying to reduce soft tissue injuries. Um, it's in the ball, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. It, and so. When are we going to use that to see if well, there's a touchdown or a first I'm only down? here to just tell you it's in the ball. I'm okay. not here to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're okay. Don't mean overstep. But I'm going to say okay. this. Before we even talk about the ball crossing the goal line, yes. I always like the punt that's in the air high that goes out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the official just raises his hand. No, he I, keeps walking yeah, until right. I say, that's about right. That's right. <laughs> it always looks like the yodeler from uh, Price is Right going up that cliff. No, 100% you know? it does. Like, just like, I, I, I want to hear the yodeling. As he the says that's about up. right. And, right. And if he happens to have to yawn or cough, we're going to lose six it's yards. <laughs> <laughs> if something happens to him where he just can't, <laughs> we're just going to lose six yards. Right, right, right. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so that is uh, Target Zebra Technology. Yeah, it's the barcode. I love it. We go into the store. We swipe something. That's Zebra. You're the man, Sean. Thanks for coming on Great here. to be on. Really appreciate it. That is the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and he's wearing his Super Bowl ring on his left hand right there. It's the only weekend. Look at that. What? And that little honey. They, put it, they put it on the Severe. That's pretty cool. When Right? All the rings are on that, and it's really unbelievable. As your uh, mentor would say, that's why we lift all them weights right there. That's exactly And right. look who's coming out here. The guy you're seeing on Saturday night, Listen, Sean Payton. Sebastian you. Maniscalco has wow. just arrived. Wake up, people. <laughs> <laughs> he is next right here live in Las Vegas on the Roku channel and this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM Odyssey and more. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Roku channel, radio rejoins in two minutes. First of two times I say hello to one of my favorites, Sebastian Maniscalco. Good to see you, sir. Good to How see everybody here, guys. I got to tell you, yes, I got to tell you, and this is a compliment to the whole crew, the staff, any show that has a jib cam <laughs> is worth doing. I mean, this thing's flying around. You don't get this over on uh, Radio Row over there. You don't get no, no you don't get no room. I'm, I'm a jib man. Have jib, we'll travel, man. Look at that, look at that beautiful shot right there. This movement. I'm telling you. We're swooping. It's, it's, this alone is worth it. Yeah. Richie likes the cut of your jib. It I seems hate like. Look at you. Hey. Wow. Oh, what a wordsmith. You know. Good to see you. Yeah, it's good to be here. This is, uh, if it's up to me, yes, and sir. if I'm working for the NFL, we have the Super Bowl 
in Las Vegas and L.A., and we just alternate That's each it. year. <laughs> just drive through the high desert every year? That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm with you. Right. I just got here, what, yesterday having a ball, mm -hmm. and uh, this is the perfect place for a Super Bowl. I agree. Uh, the draft, that's where I saw your, your show at the draft a couple of years ago. Um, uh, it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm, you know, part of the draft Friday night. We're done. I go see you. Then the next night I have a nice meal. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you get everything. Food, entertainment. Yeah. Now we got football. We got sports. We got the baseball team coming in. That's right. So and uh, hockey, don't forget the hockey. We got hockey. You got it all work. The only thing we're missing is what basketball. We need a basketball team. In Las um, Vegas. Can we get one? What do you think? I, LeBron's going to make it's that coming, happen. Yeah. I think. I think it's do you think? So? And LeBron will be what? He'll own it. I think LeBron's yeah. going to be the. Seems owner like by that's the part of the deal. Yeah. That'll be great. Now you just had Sean Payton on, and I wanted to address this question to the group. Okay. <laughs> um, what age is too old to be wearing Jordans? Oh. Uh, this is this is the reason I ask. Oh, wow. Sebastian Maniscalco is here, everybody. No, I, I have. Well, you so have Jordans we, on? Do you have Jordans on? Do you everybody have Jordans on? No. Okay. I have Hocus because I'm old. I got Hocus. I'm old. Well, you got Hocus. Yeah, you got the, you got the uh, senior citizen Jordan. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Hokas and Ons, yeah. right? Yep. 65 and over. Just slip Whoa. your feet into them. I'm not saying you're 65. Oh, okay. I'm just saying maybe you're a little early on it. But I have a, <laughs> I have a pair of Jordans, yes. and I don't know if I could pull them off oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because of the age. You know? We saw it. Put it, put it, put it back on. <laughs> We're good. So what are you? They look good. No, these aren't Jordan. These are just normal okay. sneakers. Okay. I'm just saying the Jordan shoe in general. Yeah. I, I'm 50. What do you I, think is the cutoff? What would you do? I would. I'm gonna say after 40. That's it. I think we retired to the Sean, Jordan. Sean Payton is 60. He's 60. Yeah. I'm not saying he looked bad in them. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying age appropriate. <laughs> I feel attacked. We feel that way, and I know we're, we're, we're kind of, you know, treading on, a, on a, a very thin line here that you can't wear a jersey of somebody younger than you. You know, like if I go to a game, I'd have to, if I wore a jersey, I'd have to put on like a Namath. You know what I mean? Instead of a, a sauce gardener. Well, like that's the sort of, you know, line, right? Fail safe line there, you know? I, I like where your head's at. Okay. However, yeah. I don't wear any colors associated with the team because mm -hmm. I don't want to get killed. <laughs> I feel, I feel, yes. right? If you go to the, any game, and you're walking to your parking lot and you have a jersey on, you could possibly be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. <laughs> so self-preservation. Yeah, that's Don't right. wear the jersey. All, all, like, I, I generally dress like I'm going to a funeral. <laughs> well, that looks like this could be a Raiders gear it could be. as well. It could be. I actually thought about that when I looked down and I saw that I had the full Raider paraphernalia on. Although I don't think anybody screws with Ra Raider fans. No, 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 no. no. They do not. Mess with that. No. I agree with you. But the whole thing is uh, definitely a Raider look that you yeah. got going on. Um, so you got uh, two shows tonight, two tomorrow. Sean Payton says he's coming to see you tomorrow. Sean Payton is coming. Um, I just found out he's from the northwest suburbs of Chicago, which I had no idea, which yeah. is always nice to run into somebody 
from my hometown. So he's coming with his wife to the show. Got a lot of football players coming. Who's coming? Uh, Eli Manning's coming. Okay. Um, J.J. Watt will be there. Okay. Um, I think uh, I think the Jets, someone from the Jets is coming. It's slipping my Do mind. Do you get like a list of who's coming? Do you get yeah, that? I get a Something? call and then go, uh, a bunch of free tickets, you know. <laughs> Everybody's looking for tickets. So uh, I'm handing out tickets to my show if anybody wants to come. No, I know that like Rickles always liked having a list of the people who are luminaries in his audience that mm. he'd give a shout out to or he just wanted to know. I just didn't know if that's a yeah, if it's you, a thing. You, you know? know, I don't know how people feel about that. Like let's say if you're in the audience yeah. and I called you out. Yeah. You know, Rich is here tonight. Uh, would I would you, be thrilled, by the way. Go, would you go, would you give a wave or would you go, oh, this is embarrassing? Question. No, no, I mean. Do you stand up? Do you stand up out of your seat <laughs> and give a bow? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Part of me says yes, you know. Part of me says yes. That they were, because, but that is um, potentially overstepping. I mean, you're the, you're the, you're the attraction, you know. I mean, if you call me out, though, I just give one of these, like, Turn around. Yeah, turn around. That's you obviously move. put I me like up the front. Move. I like the half get you know? up. It's the, <laughs> it's the half. Oh, I wouldn't stand. Yeah, I would go half. You know, just you know, a little bit of a raise. Yeah. You know, it, it does take some thigh work. You know, you <laughs> tighten the core and you get up and you just turn. You know. I might do that. I actually might do that this week and maybe call a few people out. I've yeah. ge I've generally don't just because I don't I don't want to draw attention to the person in the audience okay. and then when they leave everybody might swarm them plus you might be leaving someone out i thought that's where you were going you oh, know what i mean yeah i didn't even like, think about that. It, it, that you need a full comprehensive yeah. list you know what i mean because you don't want any blowback yeah yeah that's that's true i'd have to bring up a uh, notepad to see who's <laughs> in the audience he did I, I swear to god i saw rickles in the orleans once and he took out a list of names wow yeah and um and uh, uh for some reason this was years ago uh it, my name was put on it and he called me Rick. Oh, God. Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> and my, a, a piece of me died. You know what I'm <laughs> Little piece of me died. Oh, wow. I'm like, wow, he's giving me a shout out, and he blew the name. <laughs> and I thought to myself, is this part of the Mr. Warm fact? I don't know. Then he just moved on. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. So no, no half raise on that. Just no half. <laughs> no, just sunk into the seat. <laughs> <laughs> the want to get away moment. Yeah, that actually happened. Fantastic. Uh, I've got Sebastian Maniscalco here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. The It Ain't Right tour starts in July. Four shows at Madison Square Garden. You stand at a fifth sold out. Woo. Yeah, awesome, Madison Square man. Garden seems to be a, uh, a hot room for me. Yeah. So every Italian in the tri-state area yeah. will be in New York City <laughs> sometime between September, I think, 20th and the 23rd. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't, I mean, listen, I, I didn't, when I hear that, it's like, wow, I, I, I never even dreamed of that happening. Right. But uh, it's nice. I'm flattered that uh, the people in New York City like what I do. SebastianLive.com for dates and tickets uh, for more. Bookie is a fantastic show. Oh, yeah. thank Congratulations yeah, thank on that. It. Yeah, we had Nick Bakai on the show because we I, I, I know him back from my Sports Center days way back in the day and yeah. he's the showrunner and yeah. what, what do you like about doing that? It looks like it's fun, Sebastian. It's fun. I, I gotta tell you, this is the most fun I've ever had doing any TV or film. Yeah. Chuck Lorre, who's, you know, the king of television and, uh, and a hit maker, knows what he's doing when it comes to TV. I like it. It films in Los Angeles That's where good. I live. Yeah. Uh, so you get to bounce around. Like, 
We did a scene in El Coyote Restaurant, which is a Mexican mm -hmm. restaurant. I think it's on 3rd or Beverly or Santa Monica, maybe. And I remember 1998 when I moved to L.A., mm -hmm. going there for a burrito and, <laughs> and, and chips and salsa. And now, next thing you know, I'm filming a, a scene there. Uh, so it's, it's been like a, a really cool experience. And uh, we got picked up for a second season. Yeah. So that starts yeah, yeah, yeah. April 2nd. Fantastic. Yeah, Congratulations and, on that. And I know nothing about gambling. I, I, I know, <laughs> you know, I don't know the nuances of, you know, sports betting and what have you. So I had to learn a little bit. Nick, Nick, yeah. and he'll tell you, he's very familiar with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got problems. So. It's a good thing you're not familiar with yeah. it. Certainly if you're coming to Vegas a lot, too, you yeah. know, I mean. You I, can't win. You can't win. The only way you walk out of money in a casino is you got to work there. That's it. And that's the route <laughs> that's I've taken. A uh, hard-earned living, for yeah. sure. Um, and then if I told you you were going to do a show with Chuck Lorre and and then Charlie Sheen would be doing a scene, yeah. you'd have been like, get out of here, right? What was he like? What was he like? You know, I get that question. What was he like? He didn't come on, you know, with tiger blood and, you know, winning. Uh, he was extremely professional, just very gracious. Yeah. Quiet, actually, very, very quiet to okay. himself. He came on two episodes, had a great time uh, working with him, and uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be in the second season. That'd be good. But I'd like to see him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was a pleasurable experience. And you got two, and I will say the same thing about being on, um, on one of your pods. Um, that was a blast. Yeah, yeah, coming yeah. in there, with Daddy versus Doctor um, Maniscalco, you and uh, and Doctor Scott Cohen, and then the Pete and Sebastian show as well. That's a comedy pod. You got a nice setup in your spot, Matt. Yeah, thanks. We're doing the podcast thing. Uh, obviously, not making a dime doing it, <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> It's a passion project for us. <laughs> it's your and, hobby? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's my hobby. Some people build, uh, you know, uh, some people like, uh, whatever, model airplanes. Yeah. I do <laughs> podcasting for nothing. For free. It's great. For, the for free. On the arm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got a prediction for the game? You got anything on that front? Here's my take on the game. Yes. I love San Francisco, always have. They're my second favorite team besides the Chicago Bears. Grew up on Montana, Rice, Lot. Like what they're doing now. I like the Samuels. Mm -hmm. I like uh, Bosa. Yeah. And the, the Mc white running back. McCaffrey. A, yeah. Great. <laughs> Generally speaking, you don't see a white running back in the league, and this guy's killing it. Uh, and you know who I like on Chiefs? And I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like Pacquiao or pa yeah, Pacheco. Pacheco. That guy, <laughs> I think, is my new favorite player. That guy runs so hard, gets hit, goes up. You know what he reminds me of? He, he reminds me a little bit of Peyton in the sense that he springs right back up and runs back to the huddle. Yeah. That being said, I think Kansas City is going to win 34-21. I do not like Kansas City. They're one of these teams that is too good. And this Mahomes, I know he's phenomenal, but I just they're just too good. I, 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 you like kind of love to hate them. You know, Pacheco's from, uh, he, he went to Rutgers. Oh, did he? Yeah, so he's a Jersey guy. Okay. You know, I mean, he's, he went to Rutgers, seventh-round pick, and he's been killing it. See, that's and, what I like about these other teams, like yeah. the, the, the Chiefs. The, the, 
the, the Bears don't find these guys. <laughs> you know, you never hear that they got the guy in the seventh round and he's leading the league in. Yeah, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Bears. People ask me, oh, wh what do you think who they should take? It don't matter. Don't matter who they take because Justin Fields, he'll probably leave and go win a Super Bowl somewhere. So if you go to the Bears organization, you're doomed. You're doomed. <laughs> Sebastian, I just think maybe one day you'll come to a Super Bowl here in Vegas and see the Bears name printed in the end zone. I'm hoping. You know? I'm hoping. My, my dad idea. and I are huge Bears fans. Yeah. But uh, really nothing to cheer about in the last, uh, since what, 85? We had a, we had 07, I think we went to the Super Bowl, played yeah. Colts. That's it. But other than that, we're, we're dry. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night right here in Vegas at the Wynn Encore Theater. Additional shows coming up in March and May. Starting in July, the nationwide It Ain't Right Tour. Uh, go get your tickets for that fifth show in Madison Square Garden because the first four are sold out. SebastianLive.com. Renewed for season two, Bookie will return to Max where you can watch season one. Daddy versus Doctor, the Pete and Sebastian show. My God, the last 20 seconds with reading your credits. You're fantastic, brother. <laughs> that is a nice, nice outro. Thank that, you so hey, much. Hey, man, I'm, I, 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 I give, here's the things you'll always get with me. Jib, okay? <laughs> and great outros, man. I specialize in the jib and outros. <laughs> Can we get a flying jib outro, oh. possibly? How close could he get the jib to me? Can we bring that yeah, how almost? Can we, can we swoop it in? We're swooping. Or is that as far as it goes? Does this feel, does this feel like a Scorsese move this for you? you you've, been on a, you've been on a business end of Scorsese moves. This is taking me back to the scene in Irishman where I get shot outside <laughs> where we have the jib. Um, oh, is that right? Last time you were on a jib, uh, with Last, that... that it didn't work out for your character. No, no, I, okay. uh, I passed away. Okay, so here we go. There's the jib move. Do you like the jib in or out? What's your favorite jib? I like a, I like a, I don't even know if you could do this on this jib, if it's capable or if we brought the mechanism, but I like it when it comes in fast. Can we get, like, I mean, almost right up to me. It's almost like a Scorsese Oh, like a fast rack, like a rack focus oh, situation. yeah, look at this. Look at Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, my Fun God. with chips. I'm telling you, you should use this thing more often. <laughs> yeah, we'll we fit it in every single time. All right, Sebastian Maniscalco is here. Julian Edelman and and then Rob Gronkowski, they're probably right. Are they here yet? They're right. Or, they're coming up next. Uh, and then Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura and Kenny Chesney. You're the best, brother. Thank Thanks, you for coming. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Sebastian it. Maniscalco, everybody. Hour one in the books.